Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Now that we're allowing women to spacewalk, uh, two astronauts, uh, Jasmine Mogabelli and uh, Laurel O'Hara, uh, we're out uh, doing a routine maintenance spacewalk on the International Space Station, and uh, they lost a tool bag. Huh. And the tool bag is only worth $100,000. So they were out there working or attempting to work, and uh, they lost the tool bag. Just let it go. Oh, there it goes. Oh, look. There it goes. Why? Because a man wasn't there to grab it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so the white satchel uh we can now see orbiting the earth uh you need a little telescope or a good pair of binoculars it's hovering about 200 miles above the planet uh it's going to be orbiting in the sky just ahead of the space station it's a uh, shining just below the limit of visibility to the unaided eye so with a little minimal help you'll be able to see the tool bag now, if you follow the trajectory of the ISS and scan the sky in the area just ahead of the space station, you'll see the tool bag, which is going to gradually lose height, and it should appear about two to four minutes ahead of the ISS for the next few days. And then, you know, who knows what happens. I guess we'll see that it drops down. They claim that it's uh, going to remain in orbit for a few more months, and then it's going to disintegrate into the atmosphere. We'll see. But they claim it's going to disintegrate into the atmosphere around March. So this tool bag is just going to be circling around, running into stuff for months. Oh, my gosh. And well, we do have a picture of it, though. Uh, Japanese uh, colleague, astronaut, uh, Satoshi Furukawa. Actually, that's right. I think it's Furukawa. Amorphophallus. No, that's not how he pronounces it. F U R. U-K-A-W-A, Faruqua. Uh He caught uh, the moment the bag drifted away on camera, and then he was, because there's nothing else to do in the ISS, they're flying over Mount Fuji, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll take some pictures of Mount Fuji. And uh, he captured the bag, the toolbox. There's a pretty good picture of it, actually. And uh, so it's good. We got a picture of the $100,000 tool bag orbiting the globe because these two women couldn't keep their hands on it, which is surprising because women usually hold on to the purses pretty good. Oh, it was a tool bag. All right. just It's just a joke. Stop it. Welcome. It's not, it's not a joke about losing the tool bag, though. I'll tell you that. Welcome. We just threw a new one on one of the SpaceX delivery flights, and they'll get a new one up there. Don't worry about it. Uh, welcome. Did I say that already? To Chewing the Fat. Okay, so I'm trying to find out what happened to all the people in San Francisco. They cleaned it up, and it looks beautiful, and they put the little planters up, and they've got fences up, and they're having their big apex summit there, and Xi Jinping is there, and... Our President Joe Biden is there, and there's other 20, 21 heads of state there, and they're all hanging out. Xi Jinping and Biden are meeting at this 654-acre California estate that has five distinct ecosystems and a 56-room mansion built by a mining and gas baron. And they're just, that's where they're hanging out. When you saw them walking and you see all the footage of them walking along the, the trails, uh, that's where they're at. 
you can't be expected to meet any place else other than that for sure and it looks beautiful it's on this uh, peninsula below san francisco 654 acre estate and it's monstrous it's the filoli estate f-i-l-o-l-i estate now this guy you know it's got uh uh fruit orchard redwood groves natural springs <laughs> 54,000 square feet home uh, built in 1917. It's now open to the public. Oh, it's a public place now. Yeah, that's nice of them. It's, uh, and it was closed down for the last few days uh, because of this. Obviously, this is where they were meeting. It's now owned by or run. I say it's a beautiful place, and they're, you know, fixing it up for Christmas, and the lights are gorgeous. Uh, and you know, if you're going to stay someplace, hello, you're going to stay there. It was built by the mining and oil baron, William Bourne and his wife, Agnes. It features uh, large oil paintings, uh, you know, huge windows, got its own taxidermy. <laughs> uh, I freaking love it, man. These people do not know how you couldn't, you couldn't just meet at the, at the, uh, at the Motel 6. That's not happening. No, you're not staying there. You're not staying there. But it is now run by the government, or I'm sorry, the National Trust for Historic Preservation. Oh, that's nice. So anyway, I want to know where the people went. <laughs> I, saw, I diverted. I, wanna, I don't know if they're all dead or not. Now, I, I, I no one really has said exactly where they are. There's one story that I saw on Twitchy, and I'd like to say uh, thank you to Twitchy and uh, Amy Curtis, who wrote this story uh, a few days ago uh, that used one of my tweets in her story uh, from, from my ex account. Uh, and the question in her story is, where did they go? Yeah, I want to know that too, Amy. Where did they go? And she goes down and she, she has shared, uh, she show, shared a bunch of people's exes, a bunch of people's posts on X. And, uh, you know, Colin Rugg started out with his story, which talked about how they weren't spending any money and how they moved everything out and they put in little planters and it was just a beautiful thing now and it's all wonderful. And they said that they weren't spending any extra money to do this, right? And so, but the question is, where are the people? And Elon Musk, it, it very well could have happened. I don't know if they dug a giant hole, bulldozed them in, just be done with it. I don't know that I'm 100% opposed to that, but I'm sure they didn't do that. Now, Elon asked, where did they go? And so one uh, response to that from uh, T-Wolf uh, said that they've been herded back into the tenderloin. I was out there today, hundreds on the street and garbage on every corner. Uh, they cleaned up the dealers, but the homeless remain. Very sad. Okay, I, I guess, uh, if that's right. But uh, in the story, they, they scroll down and she's uh, posting people's tweets with that tweet, quote tweeting. And my quote tweet is in this story where I had uh, said uh, no additional funds are being used. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, I believe you. Uh, so, I mean, it's a thank you. I mean, I'm with you. And I do want to know where the people go. And that's the only thing mentioned in the story about where the people went. One guy on his, on his post on X 
said they were all moved back into the tenderloin. Haven't heard that from anywhere else. So I don't know if they've got them herded out on Alcatraz, if they've if they actually did, you know, dig a hole and beep 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 and shoved them all into the hole and buried them. I don't know. But I do want to know where the people went. What happened to all the people? I I'm okay. again, I'm not 100% against the bulldozing. However, oh stop it. Don't look at me like that. It's just a joke. But I do want to know what happened to the people. Where did they go? As long as we're speaking about San Francisco in this APEC meeting, I see also where uh Chinese president, uh what a guy, Xi Jinping. Uh he met with, you know, he had by his Biden yesterday at the at the house there at the 654 acre uh dump in San Francisco. Uh, but he had friends from Iowa come in for a dinner. He was hosting a dinner with all his old friends from Iowa. So apparently, back in the 80s, when he, Xi Jinping, was just a county-level official uh, and a chemical engineer from the Hebei province, uh, H-E-B-E-I province, he came to Iowa to view American agriculture. And so he made some friends there. Uh, so he had dinner with former U.S. Ambassador to China, Terry Barnstar, who was the first-term Iowa governor back when uh, uh, he first came to visit. And so they, he even says in this story that uh, he thought Xi Jinping would be a reformer like his father with further opening up, and it's gone the other way, with him becoming more authoritarian, and he's consolidated power and given more authority to the Communist Party. And, okay, but still, we're going to, you know, we'll work out a deal with China. I mean, I'm still going to work out a deal and take their money. <laughs> uh, I mean, we have a good relationship with them, and we want to increase trade and, you know, agriculture goods like our pork and soybeans and now beef and chicken. We're not going <laughs> to we're not going to turn that down. That's worth thirty five billion dollars a year to Iowa. But that guy, man, I thought he was going to be better than he was. What a bunch of hooey. You know that no one uh, loves local news reports more than me. I mean, I really could go on a limb and say no one supports local news reports more than me, but I won't. I'm just saying I love them. We get we get uh, man on the street uh, interviews uh, uh, from local news. I, I love it. I mean, we the man on the street is broken. That's a chewing the fat law. Come from those man on the street reporters. You do not have to speak when people put a microphone in front of your mouth. That's that's a fact. Just so you know, when uh, you see news people on the street and they put that microphone, everybody thinks they have to be sound smart. Everybody thinks they have to answer. You don't. When the news crews come to your home and, oh, action news, we'd like a word, you don't have to open the door. And if you do open the door, let's say they don't say, action news, and they just, and you open the door and they go, hello, action news, we'd like to know if you murdered your mom. And they put a microphone. (laughs) You don't have to answer. You don't have to answer whether you murdered your mom or not. You don't have to answer. That's a fact. So anyway, I see this. I had this sent to me uh, from uh, my man Brad Staggs over there at, uh, what's that 
Mojo 5 thing he does, whatever it is. Uh, the mornings in the Mojo or Mojo in the mornings with Brad and Ron, whatever, whatever it is he calls it. And so he sent me a story from uh, Detroit. Seven Action News story, uh, <laughs> which I like their website, by the way, WXYZ.com. Uh, ABC 7 out of Detroit. And uh, Stephen Clark and Diana Lewis are the anchors, and they throw it to Tara Edwards, who is reporting. And it's about this guy who dumped stuff in the road. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll let the news report speak for itself. We may stop and start it. But the guy, the culprit that they catch up to, Ihor Diskavich, is awesome. And it's almost like it's not real. I don't know that I believe that it's real. Uh, and this old news report may not be real just because of him. But uh, here we go. The uh, ABC 7 News. Seven, I'm sorry. 7 Action News. A possible case of illegal dumping in the middle of the street made one neighbor very upset. And he ended up chasing the person responsible on Detroit's east side. With no luck and a big mess on his Stephen hand, Clark. he called us for help. Tara Edwards tells us what happened after he reached out to 7 Action News. We first introduced you to Jeff okay. Brown during 7 Jeff Action Brown. News at 5. Right. He witnessed a man boldly dumping large chunks of wood from a flatbed. Okay, stop. All right, so now they show a picture of these. It's just cut up a tree. The guy is just, he's just, uh, just you know, people are having trees removed because they're sick or whatever. And that's what he does. This guy apparently, uh, Ehor, is a, is a removal guy. All right. And so this guy caught him just throwing these stumps, these giant stumps in the road and driving away. And he obviously chased after him. But that's what's in the road are these giant stumps of tree logs. From a flatbed along Kelsch on Detroit's east side Tuesday in broad daylight. Brown Bastard. says he confronted the guy the man took off. Brown tells us he jumped into action, got into his car and tracked down the truck. He nice. got a license plate number and called police but the mess remained on the street and no one had been caught okay stop Making for just a second so the mess remained. we didn't call this i mean the city doesn't even come out and say you know we'll send somebody out we get somebody out there next week uh between noon and four on tuesday we'll get rid of those logs for you uh until then though man we that's what we, that's all we got for you okay let's send somebody out Okay, all right, go ahead. ...had been caught. Taking action for Brown, we did some digging and found Ihor Stakevich, a Warren Ihor resident. Ihor Stakevich. truck Brown described parked in the driveway. All right, now, okay, stop, pause. All right, so now, my, 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 my girl Tara Edwards is on the hunt, and she's got Ihor Stakevich, and she's walking up to him. She's got the cameraman, she's walking up to him. Uh, this is investigative reporting right here. We've got my man, the log dumper, uh, on the hooks. Aha! <laughs> Uh, okay, let's go. his yard. Stakevich claims he hit a curb and the debris accidentally fell out. It's a little illegal to leave the wood in the street, so what I'm asking is... I'm, I mean, you don't have to ask me, and I don't take no orders from no woman, by the way. By the way, I don't take awesome. no orders from no women. Stakevich says he was awesome. planning to go back and clean up the wood, but only had $1 worth of gas. So you were saying that you were going back to clean up oh, the wood? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Mr. Cleanup. That's me. I'm not Mr. Clean. I'm Mr. Clean up. <laughs> and I live in Warren, and I'm cleaning up Detroit. Go, Go figure. figure that one out. But somebody said that they tried to yell at you to come back, and you kept going. And it then... must have been a woman, and I don't listen to women yelling. I tell them to shut up. Pause well, it. He was... That is awesome. That's what makes me think this isn't real. 
Uh, someone said they were yelling at you to stop and you didn't stop. That must have been a woman. I don't listen to women. <laughs> uh, and I don't take no orders from no woman. And I want to be clear about that, okay? Let's be clear about that right now. All right, back to action news. Well, he was quite offensive with his answers. Dukovic maintained... Okay, stop. Why was he offensive? Because he doesn't take orders from women? He doesn't talk to women? That's why he's offensive? Sorry about it, Tara. Uh, he wasn't being offensive. He wasn't being mean. He was just stating facts. I don't listen to women, okay? That's not a... <laughs> facts are facts. All right, for my man E. Horst Dukovic. All right, go ahead maintains he just wants to help people remove chunks of wood from their uh, does property he, does he i left them all by myself with nobody else's help old guys disabled guys black guys white guys polish guys ukraine from mars also oh okay oh Mar- okay. from mars from mars yeah that's where i'm from mars and police are ah. investigating what exactly happened oh, out here awesome. and whether Sakevich is responsible or whether he'll face any charges. On Detroit's east side, Tara okay. Edwards, thanks, 7 Tara, Action News. 7 Action News. Thank you. Thanks, Tara. I don't know what to deal with their audio. How about WXYZ.com have some kind of better audio feed from their website? That'd be great. Anyway, uh, I, lo- I don't know that it's real. Uh, I want it to be real. I want E. Scavage to be real. I just don't. Th- I don't know that he is. In today's world, uh, pretty good though, pretty good. Uh, we had reports that people were on you to stop, and you kept driving. That must have been a woman. Uh, I don't listen to women. <laughs> I, mean, I thought I made that clear when we started this interview. Okay, uh, I don't listen to. I don't take no orders from no woman. Okay, we're clear about that. That <laughs> uh, uh, is out. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, congratulations to uh, ABC 7 News, uh, 7 Action News at WXYZ.com for uh, doing some investigative reporting on the illegal street dumping in Detroit. Okay, before we get into the break room, uh, I was on uh, Pat's show this morning, and uh, he did a commercial for liver health, and he talked about the, the amount of people with sluggish and fatty livers in america is just incredible uh i i didn't know this but the liver is the hardest working organ in your body uh i i i didn't know that it's responsible for your weight management energy levels cholesterol hormone and brain health your liver is the powerhouse that holds the key to your well-being uh but here's the thing uh everyday bad habits uh, take a little toll on your liver, on your liver. The unhealthy eating, sitting around watching TV all day, not doing any sports, can all lead to sluggish, fatty liver. Don't nobody want any of that. Okay, nobody likes the idea of having a sluggish, fatty liver that makes you gain weight and experience chronic fatigue. One in three Americans has it. Probably even that uh, neighbor of yours has got it. You know the one that you don't like, that you're glad that there's a fence between you and him. Yeah, he's probably got it too. So you don't want to be like him, even though you don't really like him. There's a solution. Liver Health Formula, an all-natural supplement packed with clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. 
Try Liver Health Formula and get a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 while you're at it. Go to getliverhelp.com slash Jeffy. Take advantage of this deal. Uh, that's a total discount of 64%. You're not going to find that offer anywhere else. Go to getliverhelp.com slash Jeffy. Getliverhelp.com slash Jeffy. You don't want to get fatty liver, so start taking care of yourself today, okay? Getliverhelp.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So congratulations are in order to Jimmy Kimmel and Kevin Hart. Both congratulations. Now, Jimmy Kimmel is going to be the host of the Oscars again. Uh, the 96th Oscars, which will be held at the Dolby, Dolby Theater Sunday, March 10th of 2024. Congratulations to Jimmy Kimmel. No, 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 no. Kimmel's great. This is like his 800th time or something doing the uh, doing the Oscars, right? Isn't it? Okay, so it's his fourth time. All right, it's not 800th, but it's uh, his fourth time. He said, actually... Pretty good line that he's always uh, dreamed about <laughs> doing the Oscars exactly four times. That's a funny line. Uh, even though, you know, I'm, I'm okay, whatever. I just don't like the show, but he's fine. And they're happy with having him back. And they are just, oh gosh darn it, ABC Entertainment, Hulu, and Disney branded television streaming originals. They're just, gosh darn it, we're just so appreciative of him and his team. So congratulations to Jimmy Kimmel. We'll be there uh, March 10th. So is that the date I said? The ninety sixth Oscars? Yes, March tenth. So we can look forward to this year's or actually next year's Oscars. Now, Kevin Hart, congratulations. He's going to get a Mark Twain prize for American human uh human uh humor honors. It's not he already is a human. He doesn't need a prize for being a human. I know. Weird. Go figure. So uh the uh the award uh <laughs> <laughs> is uh, after Samuel Clemens, you know, the guy that we know as Mark Twain. Uh, and the first recipient was uh, Richard Pryor back in 1998. I'm one of the probably, I know everyone thinks they're the biggest Richard Pryor fan. I am the biggest Richard Pryor fan. Uh, but congratulations to Kevin. He gets that. I was looking at some of his, uh, the accolades. Uh, his credits include Jumanji, Ride Along, Secret Life of Pet. Uh, his 11 films have grossed over 4.23 billion worldwide. Wow. I mean, he's done a lot. He's got a stand-up comedy, which is, I mean, he's been in front of millions of people for a stand-up comedy. Uh, so congratulations on March 24th, just 14 days after the Oscars, we'll be able to watch the Mark Twain prize gala at the Kennedy center. Uh, and then, uh, oh, wait, whoa, 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 I apologize, okay? The event is taking place on March 24th, 2024, just 14 days after the Oscars, uh, the Mark Twain Prize uh, at the Kennedy Center. Uh, you and I don't get to see it till a later date, okay? Which is just dumb. Are they going to put a block on all social media? We're not going to know what happened there. We're not going to have clips. Come on now. Let's just, just air it live. If you're going to air these stupid things, air it live. You can quote me on that. 
If you're going to air these stupid things, air it live. But congratulations, Kevin. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with the Oscars, but it could possibly win a Tony if it were to come to America. And man, do I want it to come to America. I cannot wait until this gets to Broadway. Gwyneth Paltrow's legal battle with the skiing optometrist. Now, you remember that story. I mean, we covered it uh, at length, in depth, on this very show, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, now it's going to get the musical treatment. Uh, It's going to be a musical. (laughs) Nothing says a musical like Gwyneth Paltrow's legal battle with the skiing optometrist. Gwyneth Goes Skiing is set to debut in London next month from the self-described harbingers of queer chaos, Awkward Productions. Oh, man. Uh, Holy cow. And it's based completely on the court trial between Paltrow and uh, Sanderson. Yeah, that was his his name. Uh, Oh, Terry Sanderson was the guy's name. Who uh, He filed this lawsuit claiming he was left... uh, with a concussion, four broken ribs, and a brain injury. He originally sought $3.1 million in compensation. Uh, then, he, then they changed it. I'm trying to remember the whole story now. Uh, but they were, uh, and Paltrow had said that uh, he was the one that skied into her. Remember, and they had the video of, uh, you know, the moment the crash happened, and she she yelled, uh, you skied directly into my effing back. Remember, that was awesome good stuff <laughs> so uh and the jury found in her favor i mean she she countersued for a dollar and attorney fees and uh she won the case so uh that's got it but i mean holy cow uh, a musical on this case now there's a linus carp will star as paltro and it doesn't say okay as uh terry sanderson is going to be played by a guy named joseph martin all right so i can't wait for that there's nothing that says a musical like Gwyneth paltrow's legal battle and court case with the skiing optometrist i saw this all i can think of is uh monsters inc remember when they're they're screaming and they're screaming at each other <laughs> put that thing back where it came from or so help me they're working on a play oh and uh, good news a pew survey released uh, yesterday found that 14 percent of u.s adults 14 percent of u.s adults regularly get their news from tiktok quadruple the share from just three years ago Nearly a third, 32% of Americans ages 18 to 29 regularly get news from TikTok. 43% of TikTok users overall say they get news on the platform. Okay, so now as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, okay, so what is they are considering news? I have not read the survey. I'm going to have to delve into the survey. I'll get back to you on that because obviously there's, there's no time. I mean, if you're listening live, today is... The 16th of November, 2023. There's no time for me to do this, you know, now. But I'm going to have to dig into the survey. Because what do they consider news? Like, if I'm scrolling TikTok and there's a story, like my, am I, you know, I I see stories. Oh, I no, never mind. I'm talking about TikTok now. I don't have TikTok. Uh, but there are people in my life 
of TikTok, and they see stories on TikTok, and and that's you know they'll talk, we'll talk about it, and that is is that considered news? Because the story is a news story. There may be a TikTok uh, influencer that's talking about a news story that you know I guess that would be interpreted as news, right? Uh, so I mean that's okay. I, I mean, I, I get tons of news from social media. Technically, uh, you know, I see something mentioned on on X at Jeffy JFR. I see something on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Jeff Fisher Radio are my uh, handles, uh, and I I either I search for it, I look it up, I find out if it's real, if it's not real, what's it about? That's where we get stories here for chewing the fat, that kind of thing. So you're using social media to get news. That's not a that's not necessarily a bad thing. It is because it's TikTok, Jeff, okay? It's China! Those bastards! I know. I know. I know. Calm down. Relax. Okay? I know. I've covered it. I've told you what happens, uh, you know, when you have the TikTok app on your phones. I know. Okay? I got it. But let's get past that for a moment and realize that getting news from a particular social media app really isn't that bad a thing. Is it? Who died today? Who died today? Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, you know her as the first woman AP sports editor. She has passed away at the age of 71. Uh, she was uh, multi-layered coverage of rigorous reporting, entertaining enterprise, and edgy analysis. That's, that's who Terry Taylor was. That's how I describe her. I don't know how you uh, know Terry, but that's how I would, would, uh, would describe Terry. Uh, multi-layered coverage of rigorous reporting entertaining enterprise and edgy analysis that's that's just me that's how i would that's how i would describe taylor taylor she is uh she's uh passed away now at the age of 71 very sad uh we do know what uh what killed terry and it was breast cancer and i don't wish that on anyone uh we've all had cancer and more specifically breast cancer touch our lives and it's not not fun it's just crap she it says here in the story she stopped chemotherapy uh because the side effects became intolerable yeah that's what happens uh the chemotherapy is poisoning your body it's killing everything in your body hoping to get a grasp of killing the cancer it's just it's just an uh, the whole thing is just ugly and uh, so rest in peace terry taylor well I like to call emphasis in the multi-layered coverage of rigorous reporting, entertaining enterprise, and edgy analysis. Uh, Terry Taylor, yes, that Terry Taylor, uh, dead at the age of 71. Okay, so I'm looking at the story of Terry Taylor, and it talks about how she was diagnosed in 2013 with breast cancer. Now, my first wife had breast cancer, and her goal was to make it five years. She did not uh, after the diagnosis. Now, Terry was diagnosed in 2013, and then it metastasized three years later. So now you're looking at 2016, right? And I was thinking, well, geez, I mean, we're 2023. That's 
It's pretty good. And she stopped. It said she stopped taking chemotherapy treatment last December. So we'll say 2022. Um, you figure that's pretty. I mean, she made it, right? She made it. She crossed the the window, the the bridge into that five year plan. Although I know what you're thinking, so don't even you know, stop looking at me like that. Don't. Oh, hi, Jeff. That's. Hey, look, well, remember what happened back there in 2021, 2022. You see what happened. That's what that's what reinvigorated the breast cancer. I didn't say that. It didn't say that in the story. So just stop looking at me like that, okay? Because it doesn't say that at all. That is the timeline, though. Be on the lookout for a man who has been traveling across the United States impersonating a priest. You bastard! Now, it's not bad enough. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's not bad enough that he's uh, impersonating a priest. Uh, he's, he's been stealing uh, church money. Now, not too long ago, we had the video. I don't think I talked about it, but we had the video of the two girls that stole money from the elderly lady in church. So this lady is in church. She's praying. And two girls come up. One sits behind her, and the other girl sits in front of her, and the other girl turns around and prays with the old lady while the girl in back is stealing stuff from her purse. Is nothing sacred anymore. Church is sacred ground. I mean, as as bad a person as I am, and I know I'm a bad person. I got it. Church is sacred ground. Okay, it just is. I mean, the documentary Highlander told us years ago there can be only one, but church is sacred ground, and it's just it just is. So, but this guy has been going around impersonating a priest and stealing money. Now he last stole money in Houston. Uh, he goes by Father Martin. So if you see a priest that says, uh, you say, hey, Father. And he says, hey, Father Martin, nice to meet you. Uh, he's not a real priest. Yeah. He's just wearing a fake white collar. And uh, he told, uh, he was at the uh, St. Thomas Moore Catholic Church in Houston. He said, oh, I forgot my keys in the rectory. Gosh darn it. And they let him back in. And then he stole $500 from a wallet of another priest inside the rectory oh it's only 500 bucks but uh he has outstanding warrants in california and pennsylvania uh so he gets around uh he's been actively stealing in other states as well oh interesting so the united states conference of catholic bishops reported warning warning of a man posing as a priest in california oregon and more i love those reports with always and more uh, the memos noted that he was likely responsible for stealing $1,770 from a parish in Oregon. Two days before a stop in Houston, the same impersonator allegedly appeared unannounced at six parishes in Dallas. His appearance raised suspicions by local workers, though, because uh, he was foregoing the typical protocol of priests. <laughs> right? Everyone knows that you have to have a letter of suitability from your pastor or bishop to document your identity. Duh. You can't just walk in and say you're a priest, although he does. And some people go, oh, hey, Father, what's going on? <laughs> so I didn't know this, and this might be something, you know, you just keep in your back pocket, keep quiet. I probably shouldn't say it out loud. But uh, according to the Dallas Police Department, that's the Dallas, Texas Police Department, there is no criminal charge in Texas for impersonating a priest. So, there's no investigation. 
<laughs> long as we can't prove you stole the money, just impersonating the priest, you're fine. So if you run into Father Martin, keep your hand on the wallet. Here we go again. Uh, vote by union members on whether to accept the tentative contract that led the UAW to end its six-week strike against uh, the automaker, General Motors, was too close to call. So the contract looked poised to ultimately be approved this week as they are tallying votes. Oh, you mean they're going to recount? Huh. I'm sure that it'll come out in favor of the unions. Uh the contract, uh, let's see, the deal, which included 25% pay bump, uh, hailed as a win. Uh-huh. And they had separate contracts with Ford and Stellantis. Uh, Toyota and Honda and Hyundai all upped their uh, wages. We've upped ours, so now up yours. Uh, but some union veterans felt that they weren't getting as much as newer workers. And so others were disappointed that they didn't even get bigger consent. Everybody wants more money. So we'll see if the deal actually gets ratified. Uh, just amazing. Uh, we, I don't think we've ratified the SAG after deal yet either, the the actors deal. So I mean, we're we're saying it's over, but uh, not really. Uh, the, not until it goes through all the people. Then we have Starbucks. Uh, I'm sorry, Starbucks Workers United planned to mount its largest strike ever uh, today. For those of you listening live on the 16th of November, 2023, uh, the choice uh, was just chosen at random. This is a random date chosen. Oh, sure, it's Red Cup Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's when Starbucks gives out their reusable holiday-themed cups, and who doesn't love those? Man, if you don't have a Starbucks Red Cup, what kind of holiday are you having? So, But it's a blockbuster day for them, man. People love those stupid Red Cups. So, uh, reported, I mean, last year they made their biggest single sales day. So apparently, according to this, more than 360 of the Starbucks 9,000 corporate outposts have unionized, but none has secured a contract. So they're busy walking out. We'll see if that has any effect. Uh, Walgreens and CVS, you know, they've all walked out. Uh, According to this, they're not walking out now, but the organizers want to now have a national unionization campaign with IAM Healthcare. And that represents, they want to become part of the IAM Healthcare Workers Union for uh, Walgreens and CBS. Now, that's staff. I don't know if that counts as the pharmacists or not. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, just make sure you, you know, fill the prescriptions. Okay, quit your whining. Help the customers. Same with Starbucks. And you know what? Same with General Motors, Stellantis, Honda, all of you. Just make your cars. You're, you keep asking for more and more money. People aren't going to be able to afford your stupid products. You're going to be out of a job. They already talked about GM. GM has already talked about moving more plants outside of the U.S. And if you think that's just happening by accident, think again. And they've already, we talked about how they've, they're they giving, uh, who, who was it? Was it Stellantis that, was, that offered more than, more than half of their... Uh, corporate staff buyouts get out have a nice day we, we can't pay you anymore get out it's just amazing uh just just amazing 
And then I see where uh, the teachers union, uh, the the 48-person field staff for the National Education Association voted unanimously to authorize a strike in hopes of securing higher pay. Okay, well, I mean, everybody wants everybody wants more pay. Everyone, everyone, you, me, Millie, Billy, and Silly all want more pay. Sometimes uh, you can't mandate it with your union stuff. And I don't quite understand this. Target, I keep seeing headlines of Target sucking big wind. Uh, you know, they're not making their sales mark, and they don't care. They're, they're going to Target is going to be Target. But the Target shares are up 18%, but the U.S. retail sales overall have dropped, and they claim that Target uh, revenue expectations have dropped. So are people still shopping at Target? I mean, I guess they will for the holidays, right? Right? Yeah, they will. No problem. All right, I got to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a helpful hint today, though. I read this last night, and I thought, that is a great idea. And it's kind of scamish, but not really. It's just a way to get information. Okay? And this this comes from uh, at Soychotic. So I guess it's psychotic. You know, play on psychotic. Got it. Every time I have a programming question... I rely that I really need help with. I post it on Reddit and then log into another account and reply to it with an obscenely incorrect answer. People don't care about helping others, but they love correcting others. Works a hundred percent of the time. That's a that's a good idea right there. So you can use that for yourself. Just ask the question, log in and answer the question completely wrong. And then you'll get the right answer from people correcting the wrong answer. That's a good idea. You're welcome. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.